This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the only online listening experience in the world today, Marking Out. This is episode 213, Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can also follow my cousin David on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing this fine, fine evening? I am half asleep. Half asleep or half baked? Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whoa. Great ice cream no. flavor though, right? What's that? Great ice cream flavor though, right? It is a good ice cream flavor. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a Cherry Garcia man. That's a good one too. I don't know. I'm ready to go to bed. Um... Ice cream flavor. They just announced a new one too. That Jimmy Fallon one. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big uh, peanut butter guy. So the Tonight Dough. Yeah. It sucks. Uh-huh. They had all those SNL ones, but they're only available in the Scoop Shop. I would have uh-huh. definitely eaten. They had like Wayne Swirled and and stuff like that. I would have definitely eaten those, but they're only in Scoop Shops. What was like uh, strawberry cheesecake? That is so good too. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time. Like, the only one that I always see is the Haagen-Dazs. The Haagen-Dazs strawberry cheesecake is awesome. I don't think I've ever had it. It's weird, though. I, n- I never had Ben & Jerry's until, like, I went on, um, I think, a cruise in 2008, maybe. Really? Actually, you know what? I think the first time I had uh, Ben & Jerry's was 2011 on a cruise, and I, I just got plain mint. Well, I mean, you really can't go wrong. No, I guess not. But then I got home and uh, I actually went. Uh, when did I finally found a, a uh, container of Americone Dream, which was the Stephen Colbert one? That is probably my favorite Ben and Jerry's aside from Cherry Garcia. They're probably okay. top two right there. It's got it's it's vanilla ice cream with I think chocolate swirls and uh, chocolate covered uh, waffle cone pieces. Mm-hmm. Fish um, food is all right. I don't. What is that? That's the chocolate. That's the one- yeah, that's the one with the chocolate fish in there, I believe. It's no, not too bad. Chocolate peace signs, aren't they? No, no. I or think that, actual fish. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, they're caramel fish, aren't they? Or pretzel fish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't ben know. and Jerry's got some great flavors. And I, I yeah. definitely... We could definitely uh, we could, should work could, for them. I could get behind... Yeah, what? Go up to Vermont and sit in the factory and be like... Yeah, we could give our advice on what uh, what their next creation should be. And we can taste test. What would be the next creation? Huh. Doritos, think- Doritos Locos Tacos. Oh, <laughs> they've, they've had a, a ketchup flavor that's in their graveyard now, I believe. That's in like graveyard. what? Yeah, yeah, they have a graveyard of flavors that, that are no longer being made. Huh. Um, what about pe- uh, peanut butter and banana? You're allergic to peanuts. Yeah, I know. That's why you'll, you'll taste test that one. I don't like peanut butter. People are like, right, what? I said that before. Like yeah, I've only had two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in my lifetime, or three of them. All right, so let's see. Um, what would you? What would your ice cream flavor be? 
It would probably be a chocolate base with caramel, caramel swirled in with milk chocolate covered coconut balls. And that, that sounds about good to me. Hmm. You know what? Mine's going to be a little bit crazy. I think I would create something that's like... Mine's like, oil, gasoline, and this <laughs> and that. Fish. Root beer float with Pop Rocks in it. Pop, why Pop Rocks, though? Uh, just to give you that, like, that like, uh, like usually when you drink soda, <laughs> you have the carbonation. I think root beer float by itself is, a, is an okay flavor. What, what flavor Pop Rocks would they be? Huh. That's like the thing. Like I, I, I could see them doing like a uh, root beer flavored, uh, root beer, or no, would it be a vanilla flavored ice cream with root beer syrup swirled in? That's what I'm picturing with the root beer float. But then pop rocks. All right, maybe we'll take out the pop rocks. <laughs> but yes, this is episode two hundred and thirteen. Um. You want to get on some to some uh, comments and questions, or Brandon, should I ask how, you how your week was? <laughs> how are you doing, Brandon? <laughs> how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Uh, my week was was pretty good. Highlights? Um, I don't know. I went to the WWE house show as as we heard last week. I went to yeah. my very first Knicks game. Awesome. You want to you want to update on your disappointment? No. Well, okay. do we? Did, did I spoil the end for you? Or? Actually, I guess so. That's probably a thing. All right. Well, I guess I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> um, I don't know. Today, this week has been just like hectic for me. It was just like school, school, because we're going into spring break right now. Spring so, break, woo! Yeah. So leading up to it, we had like uh, um, a big exam, a practical and it, two assignments, just a lot of stuff. Past, I think yesterday I woke up at like five o'clock. Went to bed at like one a.m. Uh, from doing work. Woke up at like uh, six o'clock. Studied from then. It was just pretty much schoolwork from seven a.m. to four a.m. Uh, <laughs> what do you Friday mean? today? You were up till four a.m. doing work. Yeah. Wow. Like three three thirty a.m. Me and one of my classmates were FaceTiming and discussing our uh, our ideas for our homework, her, our assignment and everything. And then I went to bed at 4, woke up at like – I was supposed to meet my uh, classmate at like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the library. But I couldn't get out of bed. So I got out. I met him at like 8.30 like in the library to review stuff for a check off. And then today has just been back to back. But Once you, I got back, I got a hundred. So yes, I got a hundred. It was just a long day, long day, and Literally. and to top off the the best week ever, maybe not really best week ever. <laughs> <laughs> Shania Twain announced that she's going on a world tour. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is exciting news. Dun, 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 dun. Am I ready? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's just a. Uh, Good news all around. So, I highly suggest people get tickets. It's her last. It is her last tour. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's the final tour ever. The final or tour. Or at least, at least they, that's what they always say. I feel to sell tickets. This I don't. Is the last I don't one know ever. if I don't know anyone else who really says that other than Black uh, Sabbath. When did they say that though? They've done that a few times. Like I, all the all the, like the big name bands have always done like. We're not torn. Like this is our last tour. And then, well, like, I know, I know Sting. I know Sting and the Police did that in '08, and they haven't done anything since. Mm-hmm. I know Motley Crue. They're on their last, uh, the last leg of their tour this summer. Yeah, I believe they're they're finishing off. And uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them in, in concert. I, you know, that's the thing. I don't know enough of their music to want to be like, oh yes, I want to go see Motley I, Crue. I was surprised. Like I was listening to their CD, one of their CDs, and I was a big fan of it. And like there were like seven C- songs like back to back that I knew that I was very familiar with that I I mean that I enjoyed. I, I think I. Off the top of my head, girls, girls, girls—the only one mm-hmm. that I know. But you probably know a lot. You definitely know it a lot more. I don't know, but I know also Barry Manilow. I think this might be his last <laughs> tour ever. That this year, he's old. Yeah, he, him and him and Bette Midler got into the business basically around the same time. Jeez, I think uh, I don't know. I think Bette Midler got Barry Manilow into the business. He was a, uh, a sh- what is it, not show tune, a, com- a commercial, a jingle writer. So, I don't know if we huh. said that on the show even. Like, uh, the State Farm, like yeah. a good neighbor, that's him. Interesting. Band- Band-Aid, I am stuck on Band-Aid brands, because Band-Aid stick on me. You're very, right, very, right, uh, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. But, uh, enough of that. We got some comments and questions this week. Yeah, you Dave, want to kick it off? Dave, you can kick it off. All right. I'm oh, do you want me to off. kick it off? No, you can kick yeah, it off. Yeah, I'll kick it off. Why, you want to kick it off? No, you could kick it off. Okay, I'm going to kick it off. Kick it off. Kick it off. This one is from B. Montenby. Hey, guys, just came back from NYWC Psycho Circus, and what a great event. From the Tag Team Championship match with the FBI versus Milk Chocolate versus Team Tremendous versus the Juicy Product, to the Big O versus the NYWC champion, heavyweight champion Blake Morris, to the Psycho Circus match itself. This has to be one of the best cards NYWC has had in a long time. Thanks, guys. Follow me on Twitter at NYWC underscore sign guy. Uh, very happy to hear that you enjoyed the show. It looked, I it looked like a stacked card. Following it, I was trying to follow it as best as possible on Twitter with the NYWC Livewire uh, Twitter account, and I'm very. I, I wish I was there. Luckily, I think also uh, Sammy Pickles was tweeting out a bunch of stuff too, right? Yeah, Sammy Pickles uh, was tweeting out a lot of vines, yeah, and, or videos on Instagram. So that definitely helped us uh, stay updated with some of the. Uh, Top, the top spots, I guess. It's funny. I was watching one of the one of her vines, and I'm sitting through the whole vine, and uh, or they're not even vines, though. They're Instagram videos, right? Yeah, Insta videos or whatever they're called. I'm unsure. Yeah, whatever the teenagers call these things these days. But uh, and right before, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna do it or something. Like one of the spots, and and the video cuts off right before. I was like, no. I know. Yeah, I, I felt that <laughs> way too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you want to uh, check out Sammy Pickles, you should go follow her on Twitter at PicklesNYWC. She is the current NYWC Starlet Champion 
following the uh, the victory of that entire tournament last week. Yeah. So go follow her, up and coming wrestler, and she's trying to make her mark in the world of pro wrestling. So check her out. Yeah. Pickles NYWC. Up next, we have a question comment from Jasmine. Hey guys, thanks for continuously giving us fans awesome episodes of Marking Out. It is always greatly appreciated. To follow up with what I asked about Gail Kim and Taz's take on intergender wrestling, Taz announced that he will actually be having Vita Scott, or Veda Scott, I don't know why I always pronounce that weird, on his podcast. He says that he will discuss intergender wrestling with her, so I think that should be an interesting listen. Also, I just saw the picture that Triple H posted of NXT in Columbus, Ohio, and I started to think of where they would hold their show if they were bringing the show to New- to the New York area. Any thoughts? Thanks again at Reverse Enemsage. Huh. Um, I can't, I don't know. I, I feel like podcast-wise, I'm just sticking to Stone Cold and uh, uh, Jericho right now. I really did like Taz's podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I, mm. I, it's it's just like in your face. It's what Taz. Do you mean by- it's Taz. It's Taz. If you ever listen to Taz on commentary and you hey, enjoy good. and you enjoy his commentary, it's it's that in your like it's you know what I mean when I say yeah, yeah. I got it's, you. It's like that, and I I really enjoy it. Well, that's the human podcast machine. You can go follow him at Taz Podcast on Twitter. So go check it out. Um, As for if NXT were to go on a tour of house shows and uh, come to the New York City area, I would have to believe that the only good place would be the Manhattan Center or Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, I'm thinking Manhattan Center maybe a perfect spot because then you could also uh, advertise it as this is the place where Raw started. So it's kind of, uh, it's there's a lot of symbolism and there's a lot of reasoning for these NXT stars to be starting where Raw started. So it's I like, think that that could be played up pretty well. It's such a weird, like New York City has so many venues that wrestling, like Ring of Honor, they're having the best in the world again at the Terminal 5. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen what Terminal 5 is, but I, I see a lot of people complain about that. And it's like they, they've they had wrestling at BB uh, King's in the past, which is still, like, that's an odd venue, too, to me. Yeah. Well, that's where, BB King's, that's where the first metal was, right? Really? It was, oh, wait, maybe not. I forgot where the first one was. Didn't BB they? King's I don't know. They had it at... I don't know. They had strip clubs, right? Strip clubs or no? I know Penn Station was one of them. Penn Station, yeah. Uh, which is still like that is going back and watching that clip and actually walking through Penn Station at that area. It's mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Like how did Vince McMahon get – They how did he secure it? Like, oh, we're, we're setting a ring up right here and we're going to have our guys work matches right here. It's like – it's crazy that you could just walk past it and, and watch this video and see the, the connection. and That's like the same thing with Shea Stadium. It's crazy because I've been yeah. to Shea Stadium so many times. Uh, my bad. I was thinking of the uh, shotgun Saturday night at Mirage Nightclub. Oh, where was That's in Vegas? No, no, or New York. Mirage Nightclub? Yeah, in New York. That's weird. 
Yeah. That place must be long gone by now. I have no clue. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, but wherever I think, it is, I think people should definitely show up and uh, support them and go check it out. Yeah, I know if uh, if they had a show, I would go by myself. It's if it's at the Hammerstein or something, I would I would definitely go. And I know I probably wouldn't have to go alone, but yeah, what's funny is Br- I turned down Brandon. Uh, off uh, talking about SummerSlam tickets, I turned him down for that, which doesn't but really if, surprise me. But yeah, but, but I'm like, definitely hopefully gonna go. So, but if N- NXT did a house show or something, um, I would more I would more likely buy a ticket to that. Yeah, and I guess we could say that now SummerSlam officially moved to Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, August 23rd. Nah, it should be exciting. Should and that's, be that's the thing. Like, why do I want to go? Like, yeah, the current product is like, eh. But it's still one of the big four pay-per-views, even though in the past, SummerSlams recently haven't been so That's the great. thing. SummerSlam, never, SummerSlam has never really stood out to me. But I some like, of them, like, sometimes there's, like, here and there good things. Like, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for SummerSlam because that was my first pay-per-view. I don't know. I just, I mean, it was, it was... My first two, but I just no, it wasn't I, you went to yeah, oh SummerSlam '98? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, no, I was like, you've been to pay per view before that. I was thinking of 2002 though. Yeah, no, That's but funny. like, I mean, I I still choose Survivor Series or Royal Rumble over that. But why Survivor Series? That's like I, that's just growing up. I was always a big fan of the the team aspect with the different captain names and everything. And it was just I was a big fan of the gimmicks. Oh, like yeah. the, the bushwhackers and stuff like that as a kid, so it was fun to see these all these different people in tag teams and mishmashing of people. It's crazy that in whenever two thousand nine or whenever the Royal Rumble two thousand eight was at Madison Square Garden, nobody wanted to go, and it's like I really wish, I really w- I want to like who doesn't want to see a Royal Rumble live. Yeah. It's one of, like I said, one of the big four pay-per-views. Earlier I said that, but uh, not about the Royal Rumble, but about SummerSlam. And that would have been, if they have the Royal Rumble again somewhere near here, I would probably want it to go because that would, <laughs> then I would have been to all four major pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And I would have seen Rock wrestle at one, two, three, three out of the four, unless The Rock makes some sort of surprise at the Rumble. Uh, How weird know. is that? You saw the Rock main event SummerSlam. You saw the Rock main event Survivor Series. I didn't uh, see the Rock main event SummerSlam, did I? Yeah, Rock vs. Brock, SummerSlam 2010. Oh, yeah. And then you saw the Rock main event WrestleMania twice. <laughs> yeah. How that's so that's so weird. I don't know why that's I think that's crazy. so weird, but that yeah, that really is. I don't know. I, I'd rather see the Rock in a main event than and a lot of other people that they've been putting out there, so I'm I'm a okay with it. What's even more weird is that the main event for Survivor Series was Rock and Cena versus Miz and R Truth. Like yeah. what? Like that? That could have been a good uh, Survivor Series matchup, but I guess they didn't. They went in a different direction. Whenever they have something going on with R Truth, that's good. They always ruin it. I mean, so far so good, right? Amen. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. Speaking of wood, though, would you like to move on to some Monday Night Raw? Heck yeah, I would love to. You would love to what? Speak about some 
Monday Night Nitro. <laughs> I was, I was going to do it. <laughs> I thought, you I thought it? when I said you would love to what, I thought you were going to say move on to Monday Night Raw, and I was going to say Monday Night Nitro. But that didn't happen. So, so moving. did that actually just happen or no? I don't know. Inception? I never saw the movie, so I shouldn't really quote that. But That's probably so. Never mind. I was going to say, I don't think that's Inception. <laughs> or is it? Maybe it was. Who knows? Well, maybe I never saw the movie. Accepted everything. Maybe the Twilight Zone is Inception. Dun, 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 dun. That was an extra dun in there. Stupid me. Whatever, though. Monday Night Raw kicked off this week with Seth Rollins and J&J Security coming out. And uh, they, well, not they. Seth Rollins was discussing Jon Stewart. Basically telling him, telling the fans that um, John Stewart was on the way to Newark or Nork, as the people in Newark pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? N e w a r k. Newark. I go Newark. I say Newark. Yeah, I say Newark. Yeah, Newark, New Jersey. But except everybody in New Jersey apparently says Nork, or everybody in Newark say Nork. Newark. Nork. Yeah, I go Newark. Nork, New Jersey. Newark. But uh, this ended up bringing Roman Reigns out, and they spoke about him cashing the briefcase in and whether or not Rollins is willing to do it. Then Seth Rollins said that maybe he'll just wait, and uh, he kept saying wait over and over again. Maybe he'll just, maybe he'll just, and then Reigns is like, maybe I'll just punch you in your face. Reigns punched him in the face, and then uh, he escaped, and Reigns took out J&J Security. It's a good yeah. opening segment. Uh, That's a true story. Uh, opening match, uh, Dean Ambrose taking on Bad News Barrett. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, our uh, truth came out and stole the title during this match. Which um, this... I, I get a good laugh whenever our truth is uh, stealing that title. I I legit. That's when I'm like. That's where I'm actually like watching the uh, the Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. This, I think, was even more so like the Looney Tunes than his commentary was. Like, yeah. he would, like, creep over and... It's so funny where he, where he starts to, like, just to creep on over. Yeah, it's like watching a live-action version of that show. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have to say, this has nothing to do with wrestling, but I was disappointed. I got an email today saying, the Muppets are coming to Westbury. Where? At, at, at Westbury Music Fair, the Muppets. And, uh... On on my birthday. Does that sound like I was about to cry about it? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so what's the... I, I click into it. It's I guess Jim Henson's daughter has this live action thing where you watch the Muppets movie with like subtitles and everybody like talks along and sings along. And like they have like Muppets they... in the ceiling and stuff or something weird. Do they have live Muppets there? I, the, I assume so, but I didn't... I don't think in the picture it makes it look like they are gonna have it says um interactive surprises and stuff like that but i would go go to that but i don't it looks too like fanboyish i don't know i'm I'm always blown away by uh jim henson studio and everything that they put together that that's why i was i pretty much marked out for that and then like in a second i watched the video of what it was and got so disappointed because i can't picture myself sitting in a crowd singing youtube it see if see how others no it is it it is on youtube they have a clip from 2012 i think it was the only other time that it was done i'm not sure Uh that's correct they did it in new york city and it's just an audience sitting around watching that the first muppets movie 
with the subtitles on, repeating the movie lines, and they're like moving their their hands and, and talking along and singing. That's it, funny. It was. Really, I, I would go just to get a good laugh. I you, don't know. you ever watch that Jim Henson uh, TV show on Sci-Fi? No, the Henson's dude. It's the new yeah, one yeah. where they're getting new puppets or something or Muppets. Where, they, where they were competing against each other. Yeah, I didn't see for a that. contract with the Jim Henson Studio. Yeah, I, I suggest that. people watch that. I mean, specifically you. That it was just a really cool show, seeing how much gets put into uh, the Dude, Muppets and the contraptions that they people, make. People, people were showing up with their own Muppets to this thing. Dude, I'm telling you, you should go. This one chick's like, I had to bring my Kermit because I, I just think he had to experience this live. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> But I was so disappointed. It's 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 at twelve p.m. It's a family event, so p.m. I'd go to it. Yeah, you'd quote you. I'd go to that before <laughs> SummerSlam. Really? Yeah. I Probably. can't. I wonder how much tickets are because I was blown away. I was first of all blown away with uh, finding out how much money the uh, Disney on Ice tickets cost, and those were like four hundred bucks for like close up seats. Maybe not yeah. that much, but. People Maybe pay like anything to see Chad Michael Michaels. Who? So, Who's Chad, Chad Michael Michaels? Who the heck is that? You mean Chad Chad Michael Murray? No, is that Chad guy Ma still a Michaels. thing? No, the ice is. skater, ice skater, famous ice skater. I he got banned is. from the Olympics and then went into the pairs after being suspended. You never heard of him? <laughs> no. Uh, the only ice skater that I think I know is Brian Boitano, and I only know that from. <laughs> From South Park. South Park. Oh, and I know the one, the the knee basher. What is her name? I Na uh, Nancy it. Kerrigan? No, that's the one that got her knee bashed. Tanya Harding. Yeah, Tanya Harding. Yeah. But then uh, also back to the, the ticket prices, though. I went to, uh, I saw that the Ringling Brothers are going to stop using elephants by 2018. And I've never been to the circus, so I went. I know the circus is in town this weekend at Nassau Coliseum. Went to look at those tickets. Those tickets are outrageously priced. But you can usually with those you find discounts online. I don't know. I mean, like, a you bunch find discounts online or like through like uh, school websites or stuff like that. They post coupons, yeah, or like I McDonald's. Know. I don't even know anyone who would want to go to the circus tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. Mm. But back to uh, the actual match. Uh, Luke Harper came out during it, and uh, his hands were. Um, he had his hands out behind our truth, like give me the title, but he wasn't saying anything. And uh, Ben News Barrett went to hit. Oh, and then I guess he did. He he took the truth, gave him the the title. But Ben News Barrett went to go hit the bull hammer, and noticed Luke Harper just walking off of it, wa walking off with it very slowly, and uh, that distracted Ben News Barrett, leading to another loss for the champion. With uh, Ambrose hitting the dirty deeds there, you know now now his losses I am okay with, but you it's know, all I, it's all so Looney Tunish. Yeah, but that's that's why I'm okay with it because now it's fitting into this entire scheme of it, which I'm a I'm a, I'm very entertained by. Which it'll be like Daniel Bryan and Dal Ziggler will steal the show. Then this match will steal the show. Luke Harper, I think, is going to yeah. steal the show. And hopefully the person that comes out on top as champion is Bad News. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder's not in the match. No, Although there's still time. Maybe he'll pull double duty. He's double, the duty. Andre, double duty. You can do the it. giant battle royal. Uh, right. But after this, we had Miz... 
having a screening for his commercial that he had shot last week. And Mizdow tried to stop him. He said, maybe you want to, you know, screen this in, in private first. And there was a whole group. Summer Ray was there, Cameron, Adam Rose, some Rosebuds. Turns out the commercial was an erectile. What did I just say? <laughs> I you in, lost me. An erectile, an erectile dysfunction drug called Niagara. Yeah, so it which was, is a, obviously a spoof on Viagra. Is that what it was? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was joking. It, what's funny is it actually looked like the tablet too. It, it probably was. A, was. <laughs> a small oval tab, uh, blue uh, blue tablet tablet. I like the warning on the bottom of the commercial. It says, if your experience lasts longer than four hours, consult the doctor. Yeah. But uh, I think what was what was bad in this segment was when Miz was like, uh, roll it, and it was already rolling. That, like, I have to believe that'll make Botchamania. Yeah. And then uh, afterwards, Miz slapped Mizdow, and Mizdow was pretty pissed off during this. So maybe mm -hmm. this is, maybe this will be the, I don't know, it'll lead to something at that uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yes, we'll find out. After this, we saw Bray Wyatt come out, cutting his promo uh, about Undertaker and how he's not saying anything or answering his challenge. Bray had a coffin out there, not a casket, a coffin. And, uh, Bray Wyatt set that on fire, which it went out. But so nah. maybe we'll see a casket match, even though that was a coffin. <laughs> so, I don't know. As, honestly, at least I assume that's a coffin. I think coffins are six or eight sides, and caskets are four sides. Maybe uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm almost certain but that that's I, correct. I, I don't know. I, I'm still going back and forth if I want to see uh, Bray Wyatt pick up a victory or not. I kind of want to see him get the victory. I mean, I, I have, would have no problem with Undertaker losing again. Yeah. He'll be twenty one. He'll be twenty one and two. Yeah, build him up. I mean, now that the first loss is out of the way, you might as well use the next one to build up a uh, younger talent. Yeah. So, uh, next match up is going to be Naomi and the Usos picking up a victory over Tyson Kidd, Natalia, and Cesaro. Yeah. Um, entertaining. Tyson Kidd and Cesaro's double team moves just keep growing. Like, they're such a simple set of moves, but, like, in this match, I don't know if they've ever done it before, but uh, uh, Tyson Kidd did a uh, drop toe hold that went right into Cesaro's knee. Yeah, they're, they're, very they're very innovative, too, with a lot of the stuff that they're doing, and I'm, I'm just a fan of seeing whatever they're putting out there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, during the match, Tyson Kidd ended up ducking a double... What we say, a sidekick or super kick? I don't know. Uh, I'm going sidekick. Uh, I'm going to say super kick the way it looked from uh, the Usos. And he ended up tagging in Natalia, who early in the match we saw hurt her ankle. So uh, Naomi had to get tagged in. She took advantage of that and rolled her up. Uh, and that's the same ankle that uh, she has been favoring. Playing recently. possum. Huh? I said, playing possum. There. Awful Jack exactly. Lawler impression. But uh, what I don't understand is why commentary keeps referring to that corner hip attack as homage to their father when the Usos have continuously and countless times said that it's for their uncle Umaga. 
I feel like it's it becomes one of the things where they're they're like, well, we want to relate it to your dad. So yeah, it's like we'll we're say just it. We'll say it so. You. We'll say it so many times that it's gonna come true eventually. Yeah, it's like I, no matter how many times they do it, the Usos always say it's our uncle Umaga, the guy that got us into the business. Yeah, so that's for Umaga, not Rikishi. Yeah. Uh, next, yep, next we it. saw John Cena coming out, cutting a little promo, saying that he is going to be entering the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Do I, I don't have to say Memorial Battle Royal, right? Uh, just go with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Stephanie McMahon came out and said, no, you're not. And Stephanie said that he doesn't deserve to be in that match, even after Cena pointed out that he has uh, all his WrestleMania matches and his history with WrestleMania and that he's a 15-time champion, former 15-time champion. Or not former, he is a 15-time champion. Well, I guess former, right? Yeah, former. Yeah. And Stephanie McMahon uh, was saying, I guess, I don't know if she's trying to. She's trying to leave Cena out of WrestleMania, or that's what Cena said anyway. Which is funny, because I wish they could do the same for people like Triple H or an Undertaker, quite honestly. Yeah, I... I mean, they're at least they're using Undertaker properly with it. Yeah, uh, so we think. But I, like, yeah, besides, oh, besides him com- uh, coming out to face uh, Bray the night of WrestleMania, I'm, I don't, I think I'm fine with that though. I don't know. I want to see some sort of an answer before then. Maybe if he doesn't show up, I just want to see some mind games. That's the whole gist with Undertaker. Yeah, is I mind guess. Game. I guess in 2004 it started at the Royal Rumble, I think, or something, and. He was playing mind games with Kane here and there, but yeah. But uh, this ended up bringing Curtis Axel out to talk about WrestleMania and how he also knew Andre the Giant as a kid because that's what Stephanie alluded to and showed a picture saying, "This is who I knew. This is what the Battle Royals for." So uh, Axel said that he knew him as a kid also, which New Jersey was <laughs> fantastic for Curtis Axel. They were chanting Axelmania, which was awesome, and. Uh, Stephanie ended up saying that the only way that John Cena will get that match for the United States Championship is if he gets Rusev to change his mind. Or if, I mean, if he gets Rusev to change Yeah, if John Cena changes Rusev's mind. There you go. There you go. That led right into John Cena versus Curtis Axel. And, of course, you know the outcome of this one. Yeah, because nobody saw that coming. John, no, not John at all. Cena picked up the victory. He hit the attitude adjustment, but he wanted to make Axel pay prior to the match. Cena gave him the option to walk out of the ring. And then he said that if this match starts, you're not going to walk out. So I don't even think Axel got one move in, actually. But after the attitude adjustment, he went and uh, locked in the STF, beat Axel. And uh, Rusev and Lana came out and basically reiterated what Stephanie had said earlier about having to change Rusev's mind, and Rusev's like, nah, bro, the answer is still no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, you had Triple H. Yeah. Triple H promo. Talking about Sting, uh, and I guess the legacy of Sting and whatnot, and he had Booker T come into the ring, uh, again, speaking about Booker T, saying, oh, you think I prevented Sting from coming to WWE? Book, you're fired, and then basically said he was just joking. Um, that was it. Was a cool, cool way to get Triple H over as a 
heal it, but also it was very it was kind of a serious moment where he was just like Book, you're fired. Yeah, and I was like, boom, hell, boom, I was like, absolutely, this is awesome. Holy, holy yeah, crap. like when Booker T got out of the ring, and then Triple H was just like, hey, book, book, I'm only messing with you. I was so happy when he got fired. I was like, please let this be. Give me this <laughs> right? a chance. Please let Renee Young take over. Oh, by the way, Booker T, I'm just joking with you. You're not fired. Up. But it just shows. It really does show the uh, the amount of power that Triple H does possess. Which that's that's what he was saying. It's just that's something I could do if I wanted to. I exactly, have the power. And, I, and I thought it. I thought it was well planned. Absolutely. Uh, after that, we saw Paige <laughs> defeating Nikki Bella. I don't have to say Bella, but I did via disqualification, which this was for the Divas Championship. Um, and Paige, then Brandon marked out for the end of this. Yeah, well, Paige had Nikki in the PTO. Then Bree, just as Nikki was probably about to tap, Nikki came in, hit Paige. Crowd was all chanting for her return, and she did. Out ran AJ. Big whoop. I mean, she, she came out, she even the score fell every time she hit a move. I don't know why yeah, she couldn't still... just why couldn't she just stay retired or be retired? I don't know. Why couldn't it have just been someone like why don't they just put Emma in a spot like that? Get her allow her to get the fan support or something. She's doomed. Yeah. But maybe She's not. Doomed. I don't know. I mean, they could have had anybody else, but stop relying on AJ for so much. I understand that she is a a big seller of merchandise, but I mean, it, let's get to the next person. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, they announced this this coming Tuesday, March. What is it? March tenth? Uh, no, eleventh. No, March tenth. March tenth. Tell you the the date. <laughs> yeah, March tenth. This Tuesday, they have uh, the next NXT arrival downloadable content coming out for Two K fifteen. It'll be uh, JBL the Ascension. Adam Rose, and for free you get Emma, which it's not really for free. If you look at the WCW pack, it's basically the same amount of people for a cheaper price, I guess. So the mm-hmm. WCW pack should have been cheaper, I think, but what are you going to yeah. do? And then I guess the Ultimate Warrior one will come out whenever it does. It says early uh, early 2015, but once you get to April, it's not early 2015 anymore. But I guess it's it'll be the it's probably the most worth it for the downloadable content because I, of, it comes with so many attires. I assume for Warrior and other people, mm-hmm. it comes with uh, old school Undertaker, old school Triple H, uh, tons of arenas. You got Madison Square Garden listed as that in there. And then I don't like, know the, the video games have not really been selling to me all too much. This year was definitely a disappointing roster, and we've already discussed that, but... Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I think they still should have done some sort of, like, make good uh, downloadable content for free because of all of the the bugs that they released it with. And yeah. thought that the game was ready to go when it clearly wasn't ready to go. I, I think that... Especially for... In, like, the, the, the Mark Henry mode, the showcase... You mm-hmm. see Zack Ryder in the videos getting handled by Mark Henry three different times. In like in like the 2011 Ryder, 2012 probably, and 2013. It's like you couldn't just throw him in there. You see mm-hmm. Sin Cara getting destroyed by Mark Henry. You couldn't just throw him in the game. You see Heath Slater getting destroyed by Mark Henry. Come on, like what the heck? 
Yeah. Um, after that, yeah. that big return by AJ, you, you saw the uh, Daily Show segment with Seth Rollins. Uh, J&J Security were out there as well. I, I thought it was very, very good segment. Dude, Seth Rollins was out there talking about Jon Stewart being a phony and a wuss and how he wasn't going to show up. And then Jon Stewart came out and cut one hell of a promo altogether. Um, I, I really... I. I have no idea if that was John memorizing lines or speaking off the top of his head. I mean, I think that he is a bright enough person being on television as long as he is and everything like that. I feel like he's very, he is very, and being a writer for so long, I feel like he is very witty. Which now, I don't know, I don't know if that rumor is true or not. Uh, He might be taking over NBC Nightly News for Brian Williams. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, that's that's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, I, that's probably just rumor, uh, internet rumor. But uh, John Stewart was like, "You, you didn't even earn being the host of the Daily Show to Seth Rollins." And then he went on to speak about how, uh, speaking about guys who did earn title shots and earn their their victories and stuff, like Bruno San Martino, Gorilla Monsoon, Mick Foley, Stone Cold Undertaker, etc. Which that was mind blowingly awesome that. Somebody outside of the wrestling business comes in and and that's again like I don't know if he was memorizing lines or speaking off the top of his head, but to know those names even that's awesome. He must be a huge wrestling fan. But it was cool. He spoke about how Seth Rollins cheated to get the Money in the Bank briefcase even, and that basically he needed Kane's help to win. Um, There was no mention of Dean Ambrose here, but it it came came quite close to saying it. But not really. Yeah, saying I thought it. that was the kind of. He, goes, kind of he goes. You and I both know who's who that really belongs to, and it's like he, oh, he, I'm just he may have DM. just forgotten his name. Maybe. He may have forgotten his name. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, the segment ended with Seth Rollins and J and J security backing John Stewart up, and uh, Rollins putting his hand on him, and Orton's music hit. Orton came out. John Stewart, boom, kick right in the balls. And that was that segment. Yeah, it was a perfect way to end this segment, I thought. And I thought I got a good laugh. It was one of those, like, he got away from us moments. I could see, this is probably, I don't know what Seth Rollins' match will be for WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't understand how he's not booked yet. Yeah, but uh, I assume there's going to be something further with Jon Stewart, which I'm not against. I'm... I don't want to see because it depends on John Stewart and the way that he's going to be. Like if he's going to be serious or he's going to be joking John Stewart. Yeah, cuz so, like sometimes in that segment on Raw it was like, "Oh, it's like joking John Stewart. I don't want to see joking John Stewart. I want to see which would be a hilarious name for uh, an outlaw." <laughs> joking joking John Stewart. It's like, "Oh, Wesley the Ripper over here and uh I don't know, the name of a famous uh gunslinger. What is their names?" Jesse James? Yeah, well, Jesse James over here and joking John Stewart. It's like, oh, what does he do? Yeah. He uh, he does stand-up for us at the local saloon. <laughs> um, next up, you had Daniel Bryan defeating uh, Luke Harper. Great match. Very, very good match. Yeah. Uh, the one thing you and I disagree on, I still have no idea what it is, Luke Harper had Daniel Bryan locked in a submission right before the yes lock was put on. 
I say it's a modified crossface. And I say it's a modified Rings of Saturn slash Batista bite. I don't know what... Because to me it looks more like the Rings of Saturn because he has the the arm locked around his arm. He doesn't have the arm locked through his legs. And you say that you don't need the arm locked for it to be a crossface. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't need the arm in between the legs to be a crossface. I just don't recall a time like that where I've seen yeah. that. But that was that was a really cool move that I just I was blown away by. I watched it literally probably ten times. I'm. I mean, the thing is, I, I'm very happy to see Luke Harper in this uh, in this uh, feud right now. Yeah, Eric Rowan went poof. Yeah. And also, sure. if anybody has seen a clip of somebody doing that move before, that submission, send it on over. Because I would love to see other people doing it or other clips of Luke Harper doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the match, Bad News Barrett took his title back. Dean Ambrose ran down, fought with him, and Harper took the title, which R-Truth slid right out of, uh, he slid right out of his hands and took it. And... Uh, or no, our truth slid it right out of his hands. It's just con- it just continued right after this, where with the with the it was just very it was I'm sorry, it's just very entertaining. Yeah, and then they cut the screen. Our truth ran around the the ring, and Luke Harper, who was just in the back corner by the commentators' same table, is outside of the ring. Like, nah, bro, give me my title back. <laughs> so our uh, truth. Gave him the title and... Uh, Luke Harper gave him a clothesline. Yeah, and uh, then took the title, which uh, when he got to the top of the entrance ramp, boom, Ziggler came out of nowhere with that super kick, took the title, climbed the ladder, I think, a little bit. I was like, bro, I'm going to be champion. I'm going to steal that show at WrestleMania. Yeah. got the next champion. Up next, they announced the latest inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame. Do you think they planned on this, or was it because of the whole "give divas a chance" that they were like? Nah, know? I think they planned on this. I I actually saw her name as a uh, being inducted. I think three weeks ago, hmm. uh, two or three weeks ago, but before the Div- "give divas a chance" part. Yeah, so Medusa but, will be getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Um, deserving. I I Very just deserved. I I wish it was um. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Medusa. Alundra Blaze is getting inducted. Yeah. I wish it was Medusa's name, namesake, I guess. But I don't I guess know. if you look I, at, yeah, I'm, I like I like Blaze. I was gonna say if you look at somebody like Scott Hall, who's currently in the Hall of Fame as Razor Ramon, it's yeah. like it's one of those things. But uh, I think she's very well, very much so deserving. She's one of the longest reigning divas or women's champions. Women's, sorry. Yeah. But it's like it's such a weird gap because Moolah has like ten thousand days. Yeah, then, but then but then back then it depends on how often they wrestled. I mean, sometimes you would defend your championship for two weeks yeah. or a few like few months. But like depending on where you got booked and how. Yeah, Blaze has like three hundred something, like maybe yeah. maybe over a year, three hundred seventy two or something like that. And she was like the first to me. She was the first woman that I've seen. Growing up, I've never really seen a woman wrestle in the. I mean, there was Luna Vachon and like, but it was never in the same manner that Alondra Blaze was wrestling. It was like legit a technical match. It was enter. It was entertaining, 
And she it was, was she it, was basically the first of that generation, the first woman wrestler. She was a pro wrestler, right? Instead, of more than uh, an enter like like Sunny. Sunny's not a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. She she wasn't like all about her her breasts or her butt. She was all about everything that she put on in the ring and her promos. And like I watched back the, a few days ago, I was watching her versus Bull Nakano. And it was just I think it, I think everybody was. Bull Nakano was trending worldwide on Twitter. Yeah, and it was just such an awesome match. Um so I I think that she definitely deserves it and I'm happy that she's going in. It's funny that they actually covered her WCW career kind of with the whole Yeah, I was taking, I was surprised. Taking the WWF Women's Championship and dropping it into the wastebasket on WCW Nitro. I was very surprised that they spoke about that and everything. Which, I, dude, I hope she's got to show up to the Hall of Fame in a monster truck. You know what? I'm guessing. <laughs> and she's got to take her Hall of Fame ring or plaque or something and just take out a wastebasket as a joke yeah. and drop it in there. If they didn't have WWE versus, what is it, the Monday Night War series and DVDs, I don't think that they would have brought up the w, her at the championship. I kind of think they brought it up just because they already uh, shined the light on that incident and everything. I'm going to have to disagree with you for the fact that they didn't do anything with Scott Hall. It was just strictly Razor Ramon clip. Wait, what do you mean? When Razor Ramon was getting inducted to the WWE Hall uh -huh. of Fame, it was just Razor Ramon. There wasn't any Scott Hall clip. Oh, no, but I'm saying just because that this is like, this was, what she did was like, a huge thing. I mean, honestly, let's be honest. That was the that almost that moment on Nitro where she dropped that championship pretty much overshadowed everything that she did in the wrestling ring. I just yeah, because, yeah. like that moment kind of took over her entire wrestling career because that was just like a a huge shocker that nobody expected at all. Yeah. So. Um, Talking about the Hall of Fame, they, I guess they're not going to induct the that other wrestler, the Crippler. Um, what Ray, was his name? Ray Stevens. Yeah, they're not. Go they were talking about inducting him this year, but because they already have a wrestler being inducted that passed away, they don't want to induct another wrestler that's uh, that passed away. So they're not going to induct him this year. That doesn't make sense. They've had multiple passed away, multiple posts. Deceased. Deceased. Well, posthumously, I can't pronounce that word. Yeah, deceased. I don't know if have they. Well, I know the only one that sticks out in my mind right away was because I was there for that WrestleMania, not the Hall of Fame, but was uh, uh, 2004. They had Junkyard Dog going in with uh, Big John Stud. Oh, all right, but hmm, I don't know. I feel like they they they're gonna save it for next time, but. Do you think that there's going to be more wrestlers? To be? Oh, yeah, we know the other one. Never not, mind. But not other one. There seems rumors floating around that there's like three other ones, I thought. Three other ones? Yeah. Can we say spoiler alert? And I don't me? We don't have to say it. No, oh, what, one, is is the, it? one was the obvious one. And they said something like, oh, a Japanese legend will get inducted. I have oh, no we idea. Oh, all right. So that one. But I don't know. when the When's WWE going to Japan? I don't even know. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. So uh, we know at least two more that are going yeah, in. Maybe, though. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. 
and it's getting a lot of crap too. This Hall of Fame crap. Uh, well, because well, people are pissed off because Macho Man won't be headlining it if that other person's announced, which makes complete sense though because Macho Man's not here with us anymore. Yeah, he's not in. I mean, he's not accepting it. Like, yes, he's that caliber superstar. That and I, I still think that Macho Man is headlining it. I don't think so. I, I see Macho Man as a headline if that other one goes in. I don't think the other one going in is is much of a headliner. I don't see him on like a headline even, level like Bret Hart, Stone Cold, The Rock. I don't I, see him on a level like that. I don't even see him Hall of Fame worthy, really. Okay. I see... I mean, I, I do see him Hall of Fame worthy, but I don't see him on that level. Like Gimmick-wise, gimmick I don't. Yeah, yeah. Non non gimmick wise, completely. So, all right. So I guess we'll discuss more. That's why. That's why it's like, will he end up being a two time inductee? Nobody knows. Yeah. And then other people are other people are complaining because who are the bushwhackers to get inducted to a Hall of Fame? People are people are gonna be pissed off if not if they are. If their list of who should be in aren't announced, and they're going to be very close-minded to any other options in there. Bam Bam Bigelow needs to be inducted. Why is Arnold Schwarzenegger in? Yeah, it's like two different. It's the WWE Hall of Fame. We're not talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame here. What does that mean? This is entertainment. <laughs> this is for I thought, entertainment. I thought, like this Pete, is. I thought you were about to say Pete Rose doesn't belong in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, but this is like a, an entertainment. I mean, they have a celebrity ring, well, a celebrity wing. I still, I really, I still that that Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. I really don't understand it, other than the fact that they're doing the Arnold Classic stuff. Yeah, now. so Ar that's the only, that's the only reason the Arnold Classic, and because of who he is, he's a name. Uh, Arnold, that's it. Uh, we're gonna do a. Uh, we want to do a house show of our NXT superstars at the Arnold Classic. We'll uh, induct you. Give you the full nine. WrestleMania, I'll be there. Bet you thought yeah. I was going to say back. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get back to Raw. Yeah, Paul Heyman came out to cut a promo, which I thought this was going to be another one of those 21-1 my client promos. However, it was actually really good. And uh, I think maybe the microphones failing on him worked in his favor because he got a lot of, crowd heat from it or whatever you want to say mm -hmm. uh he indirectly spoke about the ufc rumors and brock lesnar's position in wwe with him walking out uh but completely killed it with this promo covering the points like daniel bryan and how he'd never be able to beat brock lesnar as well as how everyone expects roman reigns to win at wrestlemania because the rumors have brock lesnar he didn't actually say that, but because the rumors have Brock Lesnar know he's going to UFC. Um, he's not going to UFC. I think that people that are saying that are just, come on, he's under contract with WWE. Brock Lesnar is not stupid enough to breach contract. Unless well, no. Dana you, White and Vince McMahon had, have an agreement going on yeah, that we long, don't know. What kind of contract does he have? He has select dates. Yeah, but he's he's not allowed to appear on anything else. I think that they... Uh, have when, that in part when of the Brock's contract. contract is done, is there a 90 day clause or what? I would assume so. But uh, Paul Heyman also said that Reigns will 
be conquered by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So we'll see for that. You you still think Brock Lesnar's winning? Oh yeah, I'm still saying Brock Lesnar's walking out as champion at WrestleMania. No Rollins. Um. Honestly, if it's Rollins, I'll be surprised because they're really not building him up as uh, believable to walk out as champion. Not they, at the moment. I mean, they were February. That pay per view match was a great match. Oh, yeah, and they were back then, but not right now. Yeah, and even, I mean, what was January also, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and Reigns, right? Yeah, no, not Reigns. I feel like that's so... I feel like in it was, wrestling... It was John Cena, right? Yeah, in wrestling minutes, like, that's so far... That's so long ago. Yeah. So, all right, next up. Our main event, we saw Seth Rollins defeat Roman Reigns. Big Show, Kane, J&J Security, they were all ringside. Uh, at one point, Randy Orton came out. And I'm not sure if I said it last week on the show, but Roman Reigns' one-armed sit-out powerbomb. Yeah. I really like that move. That's such an awesome move. And uh, Reigns, during the match, had to deal with J&J Security, Kane, and other people on the outside. And he was about to go for a spear. And Randy Orton held Roman Reigns' leg. And that led right up to Seth Rollins to roll him up for the win. Which, after that, Randy Orton, I guess, was... I think he was all the way at the top of the entranceway again. But Roman Reigns dove over the top rope onto the authority. Then he speared Kane. And Big Show hit Roman Reigns and threw him into the ring. But as Big Show was getting into the ring, he got hit with a Superman punch. And then Reigns hit him with that spear. And... That led to probably my the biggest pop of the night for me because I was so... Monday Night Raw was six matches. And what, how many segments did we count? Was it eight? Eight. Eight, eight segments. Eight promos slash segments. And Raw was just like, oh, please end already. And then they had this hot-ass ending where Seth Rollins goes up to the top rope and boom, gets hit with a spear right on his descent, which I thought looked phenomenal. That was yeah. such a cool spear, whatever. It looks, I, it look, it looks so powerful. It looks so powerful that I could, again, see Roman Reigns go into WrestleMania and beat Brock Lesnar. I I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, who knows? We, we do know that I am a constant flip-flopper. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind as we get closer to the big show. Well, not the big show himself, but the big show is in the WrestleMania. I think everybody got that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Next up, you want to go into SmackDown? Before we do that, I just want to make mention that they announced during Monday Night Raw that next week, for whatever reason, in his hometown, which I guess is the reason, Wiz Wiz Khalifa is going to be performing. I am definitely not looking forward to that at all. I don't see a point why take... I mean, this Monday Night Raw, we already said it this week, was eight segments, six matches. Yeah, this should be taking wow. up space, especially getting some, so close to uh, WrestleMania. But, and what's the, what, the, what is the point of Wiz Khalifa even being there? Uh, maybe he's got a new album out. Yeah, he's a hometown guy, but I just that's taking a match time away from other people. Yeah. Taking matches away from other people, even. That's, I, I don't agree. know, I said other people twice, but... You know what? Let's before we get into SmackDown, let's talk about NXT real quick. Just one note: um, Solomon Crow made his in-ring debut against Bull Dempsey. 
picking up a victory. Which kind of sucks, right? Yeah, no, I am against this. I mean, yes, you need Solomon Crow to make an impact uh, in his first match. But why not put him against CJ freaking Parker? Why not? Why don't you put him in the ring with him? I mean, let him have the match with him. That's who he attacked. Don't put him in against Dempsey and have Dempsey lose. Especially when Dempsey's supposed to be built up as his, was it, a war machine even? Yeah, pretty much. Might as well have been. And, and I agree with you completely that that move that he does do, the finisher, isn't going to work as a finisher. That's a signature move. Wait, who? But not a finisher. Who? The rebound splash. Oh. Oh, well. That's not a finisher. That's a signature. And that's how it should stay is a signature. He needs to go use that uh, lariat or whatever he uses as the finisher. Thus, the stretch muffler. But then again, that's, I mean, not that we see him because he's such a treat to be, a, to, to be seen. Brock Lesnar does that now or did it before Sammy Callahan, maybe. Yeah, but Sammy does it. But Sammy could, uh, Sammy does it differently at times, though, where he'll he could step over with him. Yeah. So and like he'll like fall to the ground with it. So I mean, come on, we've seen Doink the Clown use it first. Uh, Was that the same move? I don't think so. I think so. The stump puller. Different move. Different move. Isn't the stump puller a pin? Mm-mm. It's a, it's, it's, it's a submission. It, it's, it's not a pin. Yeah, it's a submission. Huh. I think it's the same move. All right, let's get on to SmackDown, though. Uh, kicked it off with a Ziggler promo. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler came out with the Intercontinental Championship around his waist, and he spoke about how someone is missing from the match at WrestleMania, uh, how somebody can go out there and build himself up and get the fans behind him and then how someone can go on to become WWE heavyweight champion, basically hint to get Daniel Bryan. But before Dolph Ziggler could ask Bryan to come out, Bad News Barrett cut him off and said, regardless of who you stole my championship or whatever he said. He and, looks uh, like he's, he's aging. Or is it just me or does uh, Barrett look like he's aging? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe, who knows. I don't know. He looked a lot older than usual. Like he looked like he was actually like I don't know, he looked tired. He like looked worn. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. The stump puller by the way was a single leg inverted Boston crab. Yeah. What's the stretch muffler? Uh stretch mufflers where you take the leg behind your neck. Oh, behind it. No, you're right. Okay. See, yeah, that's what you're right. Man, the other one was, yep, yep. <laughs> but Bad News Barrett, like I said, which we didn't count, that was one before, uh, with Regardless, which is now two, uh, Regardless, which is now three, of who steals his title, Wade Barrett, Wade Barrett, which is four, is still <laughs> champion. And uh, he said Dolph Ziggler can either give him the title back or he's coming into the ring to get it. Which, just as he said that, Luke Harper attacked Dolph Ziggler from behind. Bad News Barrett went for the title, but Harper stopped him. And then Ziggler hit. I thought that was awesome, where where he was picking. He was just like, I'm going to pick up the title, just back up. 
Yeah. And he goes to pick it up, and Luke Harper just steps on the belt. Yeah. And looks right at him. I, I, Luke Harper, I'm such a mark for Luke Harper. Seriously. Not, I, not, I, not, I not a big enough this. mark to call him Brody, though, huh? Who's that? What do you mean, who's that? I don't know who that is. I only know Luke Harper. Oh, okay. Who are you? <laughs> What's his name? Cesaro over here? Yeah. I don't know who Claudio Castagnoli is. <laughs> I only know who Cesaro is. And I know that this coffee is hot. But uh, Dolph Ziggler ended up attacking both of them. And then they went ahead and attacked Ziggler. And Ambrose ran down to hit uh, uh, Luke Harper and Bad News Barrett. Our mm. truth popped out of nowhere, hiding in the corner <laughs> in the outside of the ring. Yeah, and then he hides right like alongside the ring post. Like you can't be seen. Which yeah, then he does like a ninja roll. It probably is barrel. difficult to be seen in a corner like that, though. I Maybe. wonder if then, it's like... And then he did that barrel roll over to the next turnbuckle. Yeah. And uh, he went into the ring while the other four were fighting and took the title. Yeah, then went underneath the ring so he didn't have to pass any of the wrestlers. These and then segments are great. Yeah. They're great. Great, great segments is great segments. Amen. That, so now what happened at the end of this segment, though? Our truth went off and got the title. Okay, so what you were telling me before didn't happen? How how my later. Watch? No, that oh, happens later. later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up next, we saw Cesaro and Tyson Kidd defeating Los Matadores. Uh, Cesaro pinned one of them and had his feet on this, the rope, which El Torito hopped up and pointed that out, which led to Cesaro pulling him into the ring. Torito kicked him. No DQ because I guess he's a little person. Yeah, I, I still. Don't I don't, yeah, that. makes no sense. <laughs> Absolutely makes no sense. But uh, I mean, would it make sense if you're a champion or someone to always? There's just if you're gonna have a manager, make it a little person. You can have them interfere the entire match and you won't be DQ'd. Like <laughs> yeah, I get. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Hornswoggle definitely caused some DQs. He had to have right. Maybe not. I, yeah, no, actually, maybe not. Finley used to throw Hornswoggle into people. And use him as like a battering ram. I, I think. But how uh, you could do that? Yeah, I guess half a people they count as half a person, which is very messed up. Definitely, which not is like correct. only half a DQ. I guess not. But uh, after that, Natty came over and tripped El Torito, and not much else happened during this match. It was basically just that, which it, it sucks. What you expected? Yeah, it sucks though that Los Matadores. I, I really do think that. They they were a good team. I think Primo and Epico were a good team, and they just they just. I don't feel like they have enough uh, charisma, or um, they're not. I but that's uh, that's why they had Rosa Mendez with them. Yeah, they're not eye appealing. Like when they are in the match, there's nothing that says, "Oh, I want to watch these guys." Like I want to see what they have to offer tonight. I think less so with. Los Matadores, even though you have the gimmick, you have the music, you have El Torito, but Primo and Epico, I think I think that was a fine tag team. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Kane and Big Show cutting a promo. Yeah, well, not really cutting a promo, but backstage. Uh, yeah, they segment. Basically, just Big Show's like, well, I'm entering that battle royal, and Kane's like, well, I'm entering that battle royal. So... It's like yeah. anything you can do, I can do better. If Zack Ryder eliminates Kane, I will mark the heck out. 
We all know who Adam Rose is eliminating Zach Rose. Yeah, right? We know what's happening. We all know who number one out is. Although, but if Zach Rose does eliminate Kane, I am going to be screaming from the rooftop. What was that? Screaming from the rooftop. Yelling. <laughs> was that, that was a Jeff Hardy uh, no, video, that's video not... package? The roof, Rooftops by... That was a Jeff Hardy promo video, I think. Oh... Who's saying that though? I want to say L. I got it right here too, probably. L. No, not L. Uh, is- yeah, Lost Profits. Bam Rose. Lost Profits. <laughs> All right. I, told it you, I knew it. I knew it was. Lost Profits. All right. Yeah. Uh, also, also, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. I, I was. I, I used to get all my music from wrestling basically <laughs> like oh do you yep. listen to creed absolutely my sacrifice great song although i probably listened to creed before that but people like nickelback which i again i definitely listened to before i'm a fan of nickelback so. i'm i'm so going to see them i'm waiting for 20 dollars tickets at jones beach i'm definitely going to see them i think it's a good rock show how could i not want to go see them sing the monday night raw theme song the old monday night going night out theme song, tonight which yeah. everyone Everyone hated that theme song. Quote I unquote, loved it. Quote unquote, everyone hated that theme song. But you go to a live taping of Monday Night Raw, everyone is around you singing it. So, so the funny thing is, so, people will be people will jump on the bandwagon and be like, Nickelback, they stink. Yeah, but then man. they'll like they'll be single singing Nickelback in the shower. Yeah, don't you don't dare tell me you hate Nickelback when you're singing the Monday Night Raw opening video theme. Song. Yeah, right. We're at we're live at Madison Square Garden. What are you singing? You hate Nickelback though? Okay, screw you. <laughs> but after that promo, uh, Ryback defeated Kane, and it was cool to see the Andre the Giant trophy out there. Uh, they making an appearance. I guess it's a new material. It looked kind of plastic. I don't know what it is this year. Mm. But Ryback was going for the meat hook clothesline, and Big Show got on the apron, which distracted Ryback, but distracted Kane more and Ryback hit that clothesline on uh on Kane and Kane after that victory Kane was like you know what Big Show I'm the COO still or whatever you I am you got a match you got a match against Ryback which led to Big Show defeating Ryback I don't know if I quite understand it as Ryback controlled most of the match and, yeah, uh, he was going. I, he was going for that meat hook. I still don't get why Big Show has to win so often as he does, as often as he does. Yeah, but uh, Ryback went for that clothesline, and Kane got on the apron, and Ryback tossed him into the ring. I never know how to say that. Like when you get somebody into the ring from the outside, hmm. like you don't really toss them into the ring. Rolled into the ring? Not even rolled. He was on the apron. Yeah, I don't know. He hopped him into the ring like that doesn't make sense. Eh, I don't know if I approve of that usage. Well, I don't want to say that either. I don't approve of hopped into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ryback, I guess tossed right. Ryback tossed him into the ring and uh, hit him with the meat hook clothesline, and then Big Show hit him with the uh, KO punch. Yeah. Uh, so next- I guess I guess going off of the Royal Rumble, leading up to that, we're gonna see some sort of Big Show Kane authority thing where. Well, screw you. I'm going to be the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner champion. Yeah, no, I can't I'm going to be the Andre the Giant. Half. That's funny. I'm wearing that shirt right now. 
<laughs> the, the I am the tag team champions because I bought that shirt. It was on sale, <laughs> but yeah, I bought it. I like red shirts, so. Nah, red is a good color. WWE rarely makes uh, red shirts, so. You should have bought your Carve Your Niche t-shirt. Uh, I was going to, but nobody had my size, so. Which well, sounds should three of them together. Go check them all out, Carve Your Niche. Yeah. Um, next up you had the Bella Twins. Yeah, they, they cut their little promo on AJ and how they've been giving the Divas a chance, but none of them live up to the Bella standard, which is a very high standard. Calling out AJ led to AJ defeating Brie Bella. Like I said on Raw, or during Raw, mm -hmm. or during the Raw talk, why can't AJ just be retired? I, 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 yeah. I, can't, I can't watch a match with her and not be critical. Like, I don't understand why someone needs to land on their back with their feet in. in the I don't mind. My, my whole thing is I don't mind her, but my I, I know that there's better people out there and more deserving. But why are you going to land every single spot on your back with your feet in the air? Every single yeah. move. Every single freaking move. AJ lands on her back. Like, who bumps like that? I know, I know. If you watch All Tough right. Enough, nobody would ever bump like that. Mm -mm. But All right, so this led into the match. AJ picked up the victory. Yeah, and also uh, King and Michael Cole kept saying AJ seems to have ring rust, but she was moving the exact same way she was when I last saw her. So maybe AJ just works with ring rust Meh. in general. And uh, also, I know that the, the whole give divas a chance thing was trending, but I think this match was too long for what it was trying to achieve. I mm -hmm. think it could have easily skimmed off like three minutes from this match. There was no reason for a seven-minute long match between AJ and Bray. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, you also had the New Day. Which was Biggie Langston and Kofi Kingston. Picking up a victory over the Miz and Miz Dow. Uh, I really like that Miz Dow was keeping his sunglasses on during the on the apron, and then when he was tagging for the match, he did the uh, neck breaker that Miz does. And then, boom, popped up and threw the sunglasses off. That was a cool spot. Then, then Miz ended up tagging himself in and yelled at Miz Dow to get out of his ring. And that led right into Langston getting tagged in and hitting that big ending slash DDT that Kofi Kingston and him do. I forget what they called the move. I don't recall, but it is a cool-looking move. Yeah, and that was the uh, end of that match. So... We're going to be seeing some big things from Big Show and Kane during that Battle Royal, or at least I expect to, given the storyline content. I expect big things from Miz and Mizdow from that Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I mean, I think it's safe to say that this and uh, the IC ladder match is going to steal the show. Oh, come on, a Battle Royal, bro? Oh, I'm, oh which is I'm what I was going to mention before. Royal. I was going to mention that before with uh, how, how you said you would mark the heck out if... Uh, Zack Ryder eliminated Kane. Yeah. How mark? How much did we all mark out when it came down to Zack Ryder and Justin Gabriel in that one battle, the pre-show battle royal? I think Justin Gabriel won it. I'm almost certain. It was at your house for WrestleMania 27, maybe. If I told you I remembered, I'd be lying. Uh, uh, that's funny. Be lying. That that doesn't yeah. make sense. You wouldn't be lying. I'd be Tiger. I'm just kidding. That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> if if you were a lion, though, what kind of lion would you be? Uh, pretty much on a probably on a bed. 
On a Pretty bed? Prob- yeah, probably what? on a bed. If, if you could be any lion, what would you be? I'd be a lion on a bed. Yeah. Oh, lion, lion on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even really? meaning that. Come on. There's no way you meant that. Really? You couldn't pick up on that. You meant that for real? Yes. Wow. I'd Jeez. be a lion on the bed. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know how tired I am. I thought, I thought you would be the cowardly one, but okay. That's funny. <laughs> Up next, we saw Rusev defeating Jack Swagger. You don't think I have a comedy routine, but here and there, I have a winner. Not too often, though. Yeah, not too All often. That's right. correct. <laughs> so you were saying about Rusev? Uh, aside from Jack Swagger losing, this I thought was a good match for him. And uh, I think the ship definitely sailed for uh, as far as pushing him further than a Rusev feud. But mm. his popularity with the fans, which... I, I got to say, I hope, I would assume you would agree with, was very surprising in the first place that people were getting behind Jack Swagger. But uh, it's still there. The fan base is still there. They're chanting, we the people, and everything during the matches, chanting and cheering loudly for... But the, the funny thing is that if you do get given a Jack Swagger championship run or so, something in that sort of a manner, no one's going to care. But that might not be... like we. I don't think we've seen swagger as champion with the we the people gimmick i'm that i almost certain we didn't see that from 2000 2000 2013 i am not sure if we have or not but it's a hot enough gimmick that i think it'll still it'll still stand up if he was champion Mm -hmm. where people would well we the people i'm champion you're not something like that but uh i think before rusev has his first official pinfall submission loss, I think he should make like one other opponent actually pass out from not wanting to tap out like he did with Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think that made Cena look strong. So I think you could also do that with Rusev and somebody else, I mean, with Rusev. Mm-hmm. But uh, after this, Curtis Axel came out. Or no, he didn't come out. He was on the screen to... Uh, he cut his promo. He had the Axel Mania background like Hogan would. And uh, cutting his promo like Hulk Hogan would. And basically challenged Rusev to a match on Monday Night Raw. Where if he wins, he gets a match at WrestleMania, I believe. For that US Championship. We all... Yeah. Come on. Who's going to win that, right? Uh... Up next, uh, Cameron cut a really, really, uh, really, really bad promo (laughs) about giving Cameron a chance based off the whole give Divas a chance, which right off the bat, you pin somebody on their stomach. You don't deserve a chance, which then Summer Rae walked into the frame and was like, it's summertime. And then Eva Marie walked into the frame and said, as long as I'm around, they have no chance, or you have no chance. But come on, does Cameron give Diva a chance? No, we don't want to give Cameron a chance. I'll, I'll I'll take Eva Marie as a chance. Maybe she's improved. We don't know. We haven't seen her work in a while. I'll definitely take Summer Rae. I would definitely take Summer Rae over Rosa Mendez, Cameron. Nah, so, just even Alicia nah. Fox. Nah. All right, in the main event. Of the evening, you had Dean Ambrose and Ziggler defeating Bad Who's Better and Luke Harper. Yeah, Ron Killings. I mean, our truth. I don't know. I said Ron Killings was on commentary, which I hate when WWE tweets. Our truth's Twitter handle is, is Ron Killings, 
And I hate when they they tweet about our truth. They just hashtag our truth instead of actually tagging Ron Killings. I don't get that. Uh, yeah. But uh, like we said earlier, he's been gold on commentary as of late. I think we said that earlier, but yeah. which surprises the hell out of me. And uh, I like how our uh, truth continuously talks about his fear of heights and how he wants to use a step ladder. He doesn't want to climb that actual ladder to to have to win the title in the ladder match. So it's going to be very entertaining and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, this match was really good though. Uh, it was an exciting match, and these four competitors, I think, can be the future of the company. Like this match, they they worked so well together that you really don't. I mean, yeah, you I guess you kind of do need a, a John Cena, but. You don't need guys like Triple H, Sting, or Undertaker wrestling at WrestleMania when you have people like this that can put on great matches and literally steal the show. Yeah, I agree. And uh, after this match, Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose got hit with the bull hammer. And Bad News Barrett tried to make R-Truth give him the title back. But Ambrose ended up hitting him with the suicide dive, which led R-Truth to go and walk off with the title, which, again, just like Monday Night Raw, Luke Harper tried to stop him. And R-Truth is like, oh, okay, okay. Threw the title on the floor. And when Luke Harper went to pick it up, R-Truth kicked him in the face. And that led our, uh, Luke Harper to fall down. Then, as R-Truth made it up the ramp, Daniel Bryan came out. And uh, R-Truth just gave the title. He goes, you want the title? Here, take it. And then, like, danced off the screen. It was, like, the weirdest thing. And uh, R-Truth walked off. Daniel Bryan and the whole crowd, yesing, yes, 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 yes. I'll have what she's having. Stardust, boom, attacked him and took the title. So, yes, instead of giving us Goldust versus Stardust or Dustin Rhodes versus Stardust at WrestleMania, it looks as if, Stardust and Goldust will be added to this ladder match, which I guess I'm completely fine with. But, I mean, what do you think? You think you would have rather have seen a singles match? Um, you know, I I would have rather seen a singles match with Goldust and uh, Stardust, just because Goldust is getting to the age where he's gonna be retiring soon. I'm sure. I mean, we've been seeing the the. Uh, Rumors of him leaving pro wrestling for a little bit, going back to uh, the behind-the-scenes duty. Um, so I kind of was hoping to see that like one last go of Goldust and Stardust while he was still around and while Goldust still had that hype behind him. And I feel like it's like every year WWE has a way to give us Goldust versus Cody Rhodes in some sort of fashion, and then it just... No, we're gonna actually we're gonna keep them together yeah. or this or so that. So is Goldust gonna be in this IC match? I assume so. Maybe Goldust. I, I know he tweeted something out pertaining to the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know exactly what, but maybe we'll see him enter. And as of now, this match is like it's. I think there's five people announced for it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, so that is all the sports entertainment news that we have. Do you want to go outside the ring now or when we come back? I think 
Yeah, let's do it now. Let's, we might as well. It's, it's WWE for the most part, right? All right. So, UA Nation, known around the indie scenes, is going to be reporting to WWE NXT for the Performance Center very soon. Um, we have news on Rey Mysterio, officially released, well, um, not re signed, I guess. Yeah. Or released. I, not re signed. I just does his contract just expire? Yeah, so his contract expired. Now he's a free agent. Uh, he's taking indie bookings and everything, and he's already booked in a few matches. So I it's going to be do, exciting. I feel like we covered this last week, even. Well, last week it wasn't definite. This week it was definite with the AAA. Oh yeah, and it's the craziest thing to see, like Mistezes, which is the original Sin Cara. With in the ring with Del Rio and Rey Mysterio, it's really crazy to see Rey Mysterio in the ring with Rey Mysterio. Let that one sink in, <laughs> which I guess is his cousin. Yeah. Um, and then the cool thing is that those three wrestlers uh, are going to be teaming up together in AAA. Yeah, as Mistazes, uh, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Alberto Del Rio, or El Patron, I should say. Yeah, in their little trio tournament. Um, which is then, crazy because that goes back to like all oh, people are tweeting out pictures like Del Rio's like look how happy we all look and it's like it's like in WWE didn't you like like there was news from Mexico that you guys like stabbed each other or some something like that once yeah that's the funny thing too but who knows whatever you know what honestly if they can get over it then good for you yeah whatever makes uh, money right yeah um, let's see. Ronda Rousey retained the Bantamweight Championship, but that's that, not WWE news. That was a but. crazy, a crazy, crazy victory. 14 seconds. Which, I don't understand. Like, that's why, like, I would love to go to see a UFC event, like, if I knew the main event competitors. Like, if, mm-hmm. first of all, is Ken Shamrock facing... That's, yeah. What is that's that? That's not UFC. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Bellator. Is that bare knuckle or no? No, no, no. Oh, it's the okay. same thing as UFC. He's going to, I think he's going to get torn apart. He's, they just signed Ken Shamrock versus Kimbo Slice. And I think Kimbo Slice is going to really hurt him. But if they, uh, if, if there was a main event like where Lesnar was fighting and it was close by, I would definitely go see it just to see because it's like another element of sports i guess that i know the person in the match Mm -hmm. it's like when michael jordan went to go play baseball all of his fans from basketball probably went and like oh yeah i want to go see michael jordan play a a baseball game they follow him from sport to sport yeah no matter how how bad you are at the sport but yeah i'm always a fan of it but that's the thing i think did a did a great job the woman that she was facing her uh, Kat was uh, trying to do something different that no one really has ever done to Ronda Rousey is just charge right at her. And Ronda Rousey is a judo champion. So she just launched her with a throw, knew not to – went like she was saying. She tried to go – she just by instinct went back to her judo instincts with not ex- wanting to expose her back or else she uh, she doesn't get a point or gets a point taken away. I'm not too sure of the judo rules. And scoring, and she ended up just transitioning, like just most a most beautiful transition into a arm lock, armbar. Which that's like what I was gonna say with 
if I, I'm going to pay to see Lesnar or whatever in the main event, and then the match lasts 14 seconds. That's, yeah, that's a benefit to you. You don't know people, how long. Like, people go and spend, it's got to be, like, pretty costly, a, like 600 bucks or something for a ringside seat. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know what? Honestly, I think a lot of the ringside seats people don't even buy. Well, I feel like a lot of ringside seats are... Big, big Mark and Big Brock are sitting ringside, is that one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's a lot of business uh, stuff and UFC being like, oh, we want you to sit in the front row. We want you on camera. But even still, it's like, if I'm paying even $50... Yeah, you don't want to... I don't want to see a match. To see Ronda Rousey, you don't want to see her for 14 seconds. yeah. Like, I want to see I, a good fight. I don't want to see But then it. on the other hand, that's also – UFC offers a ton of fights on the card. That's the thing. I don't like, give a shit about the undercard. Hey, if, I'm go, if, I'm going, if I'm going to see a, a UFC match, I'm going to see some – like a main event match or where if CM Punk's on the card, wherever he's on the card. Yeah. That's what I'm going to see. I'm not going uh, to no, see. I'm going, I'm going to watch the entire event. Yeah, well – because I, I just don't care about UFC, so I, I wouldn't yeah. care if, to see a, a wrestler I know. All right, so let's talk about the big news coming out of the week. Yeah, uh, big big announcement today. Yeah, uh, you want to say? Uh, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, big news, Bill DeMott resigned from his position in WWE, which... Uh, Ding dong, the witch is dead. But like, I don't know. I don't but, know what it what it actually means. I mean, he he's officially he's not with the company. No, that's not what that means. Yeah, I was reading it today that it's that they were uncertain, but he he resigned from all duty from the company. Well, all he tweeted out saying, "I denied the recent allegations made about me. However, to avoid any embarrassment or damage to the WWE, I've decided to step down from my role effective immediately." His yeah. his role was a head trainer at NXT. I know. So, I'm, I mean, I don't I didn't read any more sheets or quote unquote I, anything. Yeah, that's the thing. I I, I read that. Whether yeah, or not that's I'll, true, I don't right know. Now. And yeah, who knows? You. Maybe he... I don't know what's true. It's a website. Right. Uh, and apparently, um, uh, Jason Albert, Tenzai, Lord Tenzai, Sweet Tea, uh, Prince Albert is uh, taking over for him as head trainer, which that's mind-blowing to like look back at a career and be like, yeah, like I'm ending up as a head trainer. But uh, I'm sure he's world-traveled, so I'm sure he'll do the best in that position um yeah for sure um yeah they i forgot where i read it but they were saying how bill demott he resigned from all complete role everything from wwe like he's not with the he's resigned from wwe oh like he's not an agent he's not backstage he resigned completely from wwe and it's crazy it's like this is basically three plus years in the making yeah, I was reading an interview earlier, which I don't know if you've read. Um, here it is. Hold on, let me pull this up. Uh, it's former, just like more. Do you see this stuff on the former cre- NXT creative assistant that was interviewed? I don't think so. Here, I'll, real quick. Rob Naylor uh, was interviewed recently, uh, I think yesterday or very recently, 
Um, and he mentioned how regarding the ish, uh, all the injuries of the talent during uh, while Rob, training, Rob uh, Naylor, that's John Cena's friend, right? I don't know. I think while training the- with uh, Bill Demont, that it completely got out of control, and how it was like it's completely true that he. Um, they told Bill DeMott that he has to tone it down. They confirmed everything with Bill DeMott with his uh, mocking of Davy Boy Smith and his uh, his uh, death uh, with mocking that. He confirmed that. He went on to say how there was a time where uh, Triple H went into the NXT and or wherever they were training, and he had to address Bill DeMott and all the concerns going on, and he had to. They couldn't get to a room. Uh, to speak into on an individual basis because you had wrestlers in every single room because it was a uh, promo day or something. Um, so they had to have a discussion in an empty closet. So also, I don't know. maybe he wasn't the John Cena's friend. I guess because I, I I don't know if I was thinking of that workout guy that John Cena. Oh was yeah, I think you were thinking of the the workout guy. Yeah, no, not this guy, but. Um, I'm happy that he's no longer with the company, especially with all the, with everything that they've been, people have been saying. It's just crazy that since in campaigns that they have going on, it's just it's like since 2011, like all the ex WWE superstars from either it goes back to Deep South when Bill was the trainer yeah. down there, they spoke up, but it was one of those things like not soon enough, and WWE announced we did a full investigation, blah blah blah. Here you have Dolph Ziggler's brother, Briley Pierce, right? Briley Pierce? Is that even... Who's, I don't know. Him? I think so. Uh, and he's... Brian Nemeth. Yeah. Here he's saying, WWE says they contacted me with certain things, but no, I never... I was never interviewed by them. Yeah. And then you had stuff like that. You had Ethan Carter speaking up. You they, had, all, they all did. Yeah, Ethan Joey Carter Ryan and spoke up. Yeah, they, they, everyone that's anyone that... Uh, had a story pretty much spoke up, and then but that's the thing. Like now that again, it's it it came to light with that NXT or former NXT superstar, and that's what everyone was like. Oh, they're bitter, they're bitter, this and that. But this guy wrote a letter while he was in developmental, and then he got released like two months after the letter was sent. So, and that's when oh, WWE denies the rumor, this and that. Yeah, that was uh, Judas Draven. Uh, so go go follow Judas Draven actually on Twitter at Judas Draven. Props to him for speaking up and uh, and really he got the ball rolling for this version. We know Kevin Matthews got it way back then. Uh, what like three years ago? Yeah, two thousand eleven. Yeah, but most recently Judas Draven went on to a podcast and spoke about everything. Then what he said was. Just really striking a chord, got posted on Reddit, which I guess wasn't really a big thing back then, but yeah, somehow I don't know how all of a sudden Reddit's like a big thing for yeah. So every breaker. everyone got right on Reddit, saw what he was saying, and now this is what happened. Which again, you, you still had people calling him bitter and this and that, and you had someone like Tommy Dreamer even come up and speak like I support Bill, and uh, while I was in charge there, I gave the option, I told everybody. If uh, if you have a problem, come speak to me. Here's my hotel room and everything. If you want to speak privately, here's this. And he said nobody spoke up, which that to me doesn't say that there's no problems. To me, that says everybody's job scared, I guess. 
because it's WWE. Yeah, I think it's job scared, and I think it's I think some of it's also marky for the fact that you're with the WWE, you're the dream job, you're everything, and you don't want to lose it or anything. But even if like oh. even if you're a main roster guy, there's not a main roster guy currently. I don't think that came out of Deep South or um, NXT. That's even big enough of a name to speak out against Bill DeMott publicly and have no repercussions from it. Nah. It's like, it'll be, it, it would be different if a guy like John Cena came out of NXT and was like, Oh, Bill did this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody, there's no, not a big name like that. There's nobody that pinnacle level of John Cena that. No, but all right. So let's take a break and we'll be back here on Marking out. Hey, marking out. It's the Long Island IZ Zack Ryder. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. And we are back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode number 213. Uh, hopefully, you guys have uh, been enjoying this first half of the show. Of course, they have. Uh, let's move on to some independent wrestling, shall we? Let's do it up. So the Psycho Circus 13 took place, the MYWC Psycho Circus, at the MYWC Sportatorium this past weekend. And uh, from what I hear, man, oh, man, was this a great card, great matches all around. Yeah, I, I wish that we were able to attend. Um, it looked like, it from the results, it looks like it's a gr- it was a great card. A lot of action, very eventful. Um, yeah, but let's get back. Let's get down to some of the business. Uh, <laughs> NYWC Psycho Circus 13. Everyone was involved in this match. You had the referees, the timekeeper, Alvin Alvarez, J Red, Monster Mag, DJ Hyde, and a ton more. Anybody and everyone that was backstage was trying to get involved with this match. Your winner of this match was Anthony Lacera. Uh, very, I think I'm happy with him being the winner of this match. Not really a, too much of a, not really a usual NYWC wrestling face. Well, I guess so it's, as of late, pretty much. I mean, but here and there, not like a, not a steady name. Yeah, so it's definitely, yeah. definitely making an impact though. Uh, next, we saw the MYWC Tag Team Championships on the line in a four-way match between the champions Milk Chocolate, or no, sorry, between the champions Team Tremendous, Bill Carr and Dan Barry, Milk Chocolate, Brandon Watson, Randy Summers, the Juicy Product, which is David Starr and JT Dunn, as well as the FBI, Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke, which that's got to be awesome to see live. Um, and the winners and, uh, new tag team champions are Milk Chocolate. So, and that's the team that Team Tremendous defeated to get the championships. Yeah, it it seems like it was a very, very eventful, uh, eventful match. Uh, Milk Chocolate picked up the victory following that, uh, that backcracker double team move that they performed. They pinned, uh, hit that move on Mama Luke, picked up the victory. Yeah. So awesome. Good job, Milk Chocolate, two time NYWC tag team champions. Next up, you had Jigsaw taking on Monster Mac. Your winner of the match 
Jigsaw said to be a solid match, uh, telling a good story and everything. So, um, yeah, Jigsaw, winner. <coughs> we, we had a grandmaster of the mat three-way match, and it was a grandmaster match because normally you'd be the master of the mat, but uh, all three competitors were former master of the mat winners. So uh, you had Drew Gulak, Papa Don, and Anthony Nice. Anthony Nice picked up the victory there, so he is the grandmaster of the mat. Yeah, just to, so people know, it was a 30-minute a 30 Ironman match where uh, if you hit a submission, that's two points, and if you get a pin, that's one point. So very, uh, it's always a very entertaining match, very technical-based, uh, technical and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, NYWC Fusion champion Rex Lawless defended against Mike Mondo. Following, of course, a little bit of uh, heel antics, your new champion is Mike Mondo. Oh, I thought you were going to say more of that. Nope, that is it. <laughs> After that, we saw the MYWC. I don't know why I keep saying we saw because we weren't there, but the MYWC. We wish we were there. Yeah. The MYWC World Heavyweight Championship match was on the line. I shouldn't say World Heavyweight Championship. I think it was just MYWC Heavyweight Championship. But uh, Blake Morris with uh, DJ Hyde was defending the championship and uh, against the challenger, Big O, uh, who never lost the title. Got injured, had to give it up. And uh, Big O actually picked up the victory here and is the new MYWC Heavyweight Champion, which is yeah. awesome, yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of action going on between uh, DJ Hyde because DJ Hyde accompanied uh, Blake Morris to the ring, and he was causing a lot of distractions. And there was a lot of officiating um, involvement during this match, so it was a lot of action going on. But Big O, Blake Morris put on a great, uh, an awesome match. So we read an awesome match and it's very it's great to see that Big O is the NYWC champion yeah, back absolutely. on top. Yeah. And in our big main event we saw the Psycho Circus match which it's an elimination style match where was it one side is cage or three three four uh, one side one, one side, side is, is cage there's barbed wire I believe tons of uh tons one of other stuff. Maybe it is three sides. I don't know. I don't remember. I think we should know, right? Yeah, right. But uh, the team of Apollyon, Casanova, Valentine, Jamie Van Lemer, King Mega, and Stockade, uh, along with their managers, Brian Vitko and Crusher Dugan, defeated the team of Jay Rowe, Joe Attell, Joe Gacy, Joey Conway, and Mikey Whipwreck. I'm a. I'm always a big fan of this match. This is like... Uh... One of the matches that, one of the events that you never want to miss when it comes to NYWC. Absolutely. Um, and it looks like it was just unbelievable. I was watching all those videos that Sammy Pickles. Are we thinking of the House of Madness match or whatever? Maybe. Maybe. That, I think that's what we're thinking of. I think the Psycho Circus might just be a normal. I don't know now. I'm so confused now. What are you talking about? I thought. House of Madness was the... Psycho Circus, you have the steel cage, you have chairs, you had barbed wire, everything. Okay. I was second-guessing it. Yeah, but this was an... Uh, it looks like it was just an extreme match. I was watching a lot of videos that Sammy Pickles, the Starlet champion, was posting. 
And there was everything. There was a stapler gun used. There was the chairs, trash cans, anything and everything. Mikey Woodbreck using the fireball to the face to Vitco. Um, the FBI even hit the ring at one point. Uh, and just a lot of crazy action where the FBI was involved with Mikey Woodbreck. It was just a helping lot of fun. Him or hmm? Helping him or – No. Going against him, they powerbombed Mikey off of the ropes. Wow. Yeah. And, like, just so you know, this is like an elimination match, right? Yeah. It's like an elimination-style match where, depending on what you go through, you're eliminated. But just an awesome match. Oh, right. It's like the first – is the first – This course. is like where, where, the, where the countdown happens, and then more people enter the ring. But, like, one fall is like a, a – Table, yeah, one one, one spot, is table. Pin. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like you have to go through, uh, eliminate some people by going through the table, summit submission, summit pinfall. But it, it is very innovative and a lot of fun to witness uh, in person. Yeah. Um, yeah, the end of the match happened where Stockade hit a tombstone on uh, in the match and Stockade wrapped the chair around Mikey's throat Choked him against the ropes. Mikey Whipwreck tapped out. So Stockade getting Mikey Whipwreck to tap out. And the winners, the de- uh, the seven deadly sin uh, sinners. Oy. The seven deadly sinners. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But awesome. Sounds like a great event. b to B loved it. I loved covering it. Brandon loved speaking about it. You should definitely go check them out. March 28th, Aftermath. Every This is the fallout of everything from this event. March 28th, Aftermath, Deer Park, New York, at the NYWC Sportatorium. Go check out nywcwrestling.com and just have fun. It's my favorite place to go for pro wrestling. Great atmosphere. Very just a lot of fun. NYWCWrestling.com. Yeah, and I guess normally we would have uh, the ring announcer, uh, Jason Linick, on to discuss uh, events that just took place, except I guess we didn't want to wake him up for this. Yeah, right now it's 1 a.m. <laughs> and David's ready to just flip his table because I'm tired. I'm going to flip my table. But you can, uh, you can follow Jason, respectively, on Twitter as well, at jlinick. So didn't want to leave that out there. Percent. Yeah. Check him out. Um, all right, so Ring of Honor, the 13th anniversary, winner takes all, took place as well on pay-per-view. Ton of action. Uh, the championship matches, Red Dragon picked up the victory over the Young Bucks to retain their tag team championships. Jay Lethal defeated Alberto, Alberto El Patron to retain his uh, world television title. And the Ring of Honor world title was on the line in a high-stakes four-corner survival match as Jay Briscoe defended successfully against Hanson, Mike Elgin, and Tommaso Ciampa. So, very eventful, but no title changes. So, wah, wah. Oh, and you had some of uh, Bullet, Club, Bullet Club in action as well, besides uh, Gallows, who was stuck at the airport. Yeah. So, um, anything else? I think it's just time to be like, hey, David. Oh, no, there isn't. What about Kimberly and Chris Dickinson? That was a big topic of discussion. I was going to say, hey, David, how about Kimberly and 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, big, yeah, they uh, had a, they had a big spot at Beyond Wrestling last week, I believe it was, where Chris uh they they put on a really from what I was reading, they put on a really amazing match and Kimberly beat the crap out of him too. And they got to the end of the match and they went with the spot where Kimberly was on her knees. He gets uh, Dickinson grabs gets a uh, plastic fold away chair. Fold away? A uh, folding chair. <laughs> uh, nails nails her in the head with the chair, and then goes for his uh, his power bomb. And the thing with his power bomb is very like the who, uh, Hernandez power bomb, like the Razor's Edge where you right. throw them. Yeah. Um. Uh, crucifix power bomb. So he went to go through it. He he ran with it, threw it, and she just missed hitting her head on the bottom on the bottom turnbuckle. Which could have been really bad. So, and then she sold it very well that she that was it. But a I, lot of people thought that that was it. I mean, I think the chair shot itself was unnecessary. All right, so yeah, let's break it down and everything. So overall, a lot of people were. It was a big topic of discussion because whether a lot of people, there were different people. I think I was maybe one of the few that were talking about the intergender aspect of it. Right. Well, well I think everyone else was speaking about how reckless, the unsafe aspect. how reckless it looked. Yeah. Now, all right. So the thing is, like, they planned this spot going into it. It's not like, hey, I'm going to – like, she goes to, she goes with the chair shot. Like, she puts her hands up. She knows it's coming. This is the way that it was going to end. It just may have not been the smartest way for a match to end. Uh, there's it, sometimes it got, no... It got everybody talking, but for the wrong Yeah, reason. so then maybe it was the smartest. But you, you had... You, but, the I mean, whole for, thing, your, your whole thing is if a man was in that on, spot... Hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, like how you mentioned with the bad, the bad publicity... But all publicity is good publicity too, especially for a company like Beyond Wrestling where not many people know who they are. Right. I mean, same thing with Kimberly and Chris Dickinson. I feel like if you're not really on the East Coast or you're not familiar with uh, with women wrestling, you don't really know that much about Kimberly or Chris Dickinson. So this really got if a lot of – If you about women wrestling, you won't know about Chris Dickinson? No, no, about Kimberly. Right. But there, it, but it's just got a lot of discussion about all of all three people, uh, all three items involved. So I think that it kind of did work in that aspect. Now you're you were talking about the intergender part. I mean, I feel like we've seen this done with The Rock versus Mick Foley. We've seen this done in CZW on a constant basis. I'm sure. I'm sure if you were at NYWC. In that in that um, the Psycho Circus match, you saw a, a chair shot like that. I think that the thing that really throws the wrench is that not many people are used to seeing a, a male hit a woman with a chair shot. But I and think it, there was those. just no reason for that. Yeah, there's, I, I, I agree that there was no reason for that. But it also builds into the Chris Dickinson character that he doesn't – Care about it? You like, could have. You, know you could have just done that with a power bomb that you just yeah. landed normal. I, I I agree, but even still, I think the chair shot. It. I think that we've seen a lot worse. And I think the entire thing of it being a male doing that chair shot to a woman that was the real uncomfortable part because you're not used to that. While I, you, I think it's more of the fact that it just looked everything looked unsafe. 
I, I think the chair shot was fine. I, the power bomb was I'm not a pro wrestler, so I can't really see, say yeah. it. She put her hand up, her arm up, whatever. Exactly. But, I mean, but, I what, mean, but it, with a chair shot like that, that's not protecting anything. It's it's fine. She wrestled tonight, too. She won the Shine Tag Team Championships. But I, I have no problem right. with the fact that, yeah, she did the spot. Yeah, he did the spot. And she's and she, completely fine. I yeah, just, it was I think a spot. I think it looked too reckless for whether or not they wanted it to look like that. I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. I mean, all of this entire thing could have been planned out as it is to get the talk of everything, to set up JT Dunn versus Dickinson, to set up a future match of Dickinson versus Kimberly. I mean, it's all to set up something. Maybe. I mean, with the powerbomb spot is the only thing that I can see is unsafe. And it depends on what you're going for. Either... He was going for that to hit her against that lower turnbuckle, which we've seen people like Kevin Steen do, or going for a power, for the power bomb into the actual like the the turnbuckle, kind of like Seth Rollins does. Right. So it depends on what you're going for, whether or not it was a botch or not. But even still, if it's completely fine, Kimberly great on selling, and I think that. It's unfortunate, though, with the chair shots and stuff that people feel like that Kimberly feels that she has to take that chair shot to maybe potentially uh, get her name out there a little bit more or whatever the reason may be. I mean, even Lufisto, I think a lot of people should go read the blog that Lufisto posted. She's very well known for doing a lot of that hardcore stuff, taking the chair shots, bleeding. Um, she, She was against the spot, right? Um. She wasn't – yeah, she said that the spot was unnecessary, I think. I, If I'm recalling it uh, incorrectly, she, she my said, apologies. She said something where, like, you can do those. It's fun at the moment, but then later down the line, it's just it, – Yeah, she said you can take them, but it, it catches up to you, and they're not worth it because you're trying to get over, and all you're trying to do is get with the WWE and get well-known, and it's not the correct way to go about it. And it's kind of – it really is a depressing – blog because that's she's pretty much talking about her and she goes on to talk about compare her to mickey rourke in uh the wrestler uh with how when you're in front of the the audience that's like all all you want to do is get their approval and you'll do anything for their approval all you want to do is hit that ram jam all you want to do is zoom zoom okay relax so yeah it's very controversial i mean what what do you think about it I said it already. Yeah, like, I guess, yeah, that's really all you can say about it. I mean, if it's a spot, it's a spot. I, I think, I still think that the whole thing was because it was. I'm not, I'm not going to say somebody's uh, dumb for doing that. I'm not going to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the only it, thing I'm going to say. Could call, how could you call them dumb if this is, if it was planned that way? I mean, it, but it's right? still, it's still. How many people talked, spoke about it and still, got their names, names, rec, name recognition? Still could be a dumb spot though, but I'm just going to say that it looked reckless, but uh, even if it was planned like that. And uh, I think more so, I think it's very, very wrong for people to. Give it, be giving Dickinson death threats over this. Yeah, I think that's that, yeah. When I posted on Facebook, um, when I hashtagged uh, "calm down, Marks," it was in regards to the people that were tweet, tweeting out death threats and uh, stuff like that. I think that's very unnecessary, especially in pro wrestling. I mean, in general, it's always unnecessary. 
when it comes to pro wrestling, it's unnecessary. Um, and it, it's just, it should never be taken to that kind of a status. But that, that in the same sense, it's like rewind to the 90s and, and the yeah, 80s. Not the 90s. Well, the, the early 90s. Okay, with, maybe the early 90s. Yeah, with like uh, Slaughter. Slaughter and Hogan. But overall, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just they're, they need to draw a line when it comes to intergender wrestling. Uh, like what you can do where it's, where it's not like where it's classy, but I don't it's like, like with it's, it's a lot of people brought up the fact you, you look at this and then you look at someone like, um, Candice LeRae. Yeah. Candice LeRae and, and her spot with the, the young bucks and how that, that, yeah, it looks like it but hurts, that's, but, but it that's doesn't the thing. Look- like the, the chair shot scene isn't really the aspect of the unprotection. Because it, it, it's it, really the powerbomb that was the that I think right. Is but the, if if or, you look at stuff that the Young Bucks did with Candice, mm-hmm. that doesn't look recklessly done. That no, doesn't look I, like. No, but I I also I don't think that the chair shot was all that bad. I, and that's I'm really honest. Like I don't think it was all that bad. And if the powerbomb was um, botched or whatever it was, where it was made unsafe, I'm sure. Like, botches happen in pro wrestling. I mean, it's not the first time where we've seen a powerbomb go go haywire. Like, and I'm sure he's the, fir- he's the first person in the back, if this is legit, he's the first person in the back to check on Kimberly to see if she's okay. Like, yeah, but I mean, pro wrestling, tight community. Um... But I don't know. Also, it's not, not really much. Also, to... not tight community though. So yeah, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. Not really much else to talk about with that. Yeah, I guess now. Now it's time to be like Dave. Do you have any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. That's right. It's time for the shameless plugs. All right. On Twitter, thank you very much for the following people. To the following people for promoting us during the week of professional wrestling, go check out Team Awesome at Team Awesome 418. Thank you very much for always putting us over. Go follow them. Go like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. Go check out Ryan at Ryan Davis, K-O-W. And you can go check out the, um, the Shoot Wrestling Podcast. That he is a part of. Also, go check out Jobber Nation Radio at Jobber Nation. Go give them a listen. Jasmine at Reverse NM Saj. B Montem B at NYWC underscore sign guy. The PTE Show at The PTE Show. Go check out all of his YouTube channels. And Evan Bordner1 at Evan Bordner1. Thank you very much. Much appreciated for all of your plugs. Also, on the, tw- on the 14th of March, go check out Monster Factory uh, in Paulsboro, New Jersey. You're going to be seeing Billy Damniani taking on Matt, Matt Riddle, of, uh, formerly of the UFC, uh, former UFC fighter, in a submission match. Uh, Damniani is a former All-American wrestler. So this is that is going to be an awesome match. I suggest you check that out. Also, you're going to be having in the final match of their best of three series, the Monster Factory Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, 
Louis uh, the Punisher Martinez taking on Clutch Adams. Right now the series is tied. This is the rubber match. Um, and it's a no DQ match. So go check them out at monsterfactory.org. Hey, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you've got some shout-outs from Brandon. Well, uh, first up, I guess as you kind of alluded to at the very beginning of the show... It's an anti-shout-out going to WWE for faving everybody. And MSG. Come on. Don't leave them out. They're, they're just as guilty. I don't know. But for kayfabing everyone with that Hulk Hogan slash Hulkamania banner that was raised in the rafters of Madison Square Garden, which was supposed to forever immortalize Hulk Hogan there, which apparently was just a work for that night. So... Yeah, that completely, being said, completely bogus. I mean, that I I feel bad that that all happened. But that being I mean, said, what you have more to say? Yeah. No, I feel bad for you. You you went on your little uh, your discussion last week about it, it how was, it was the markout moment of the week. I believe. Yeah. So. How how you were honored to pretty much be it was, in the. It was special. It was something special that. Yes, there's hockey and basketball hanging from their rafters. And yes, Billy Joel's up there too, which I'm a huge fan of. But wrestling is kind of like looked at as like, oh, you like wrestling? You know, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but now it's hanging up in the rafters of Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. And now it's not. Yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) But that being said, I'm going to give the next shout out to Madison Square Garden. Not an anti-shout out because... It's a great place to see wrestling, and even more importantly, it's a great place for concerts and sports. So if you're ever in town in New York City and there's an event at Madison Square Garden, go to it. It's always going to be something special. Even if the team loses, who cares? And uh, speaking of sports, like I said last week and this week, I was going to my very first NBA game that day. And uh, the last shout-out is going to be going to the Knicks because they actually won last Saturday, which I guess is very surprising since they haven't had the best record as of late in the season. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, it was a, it was awesome. Great company. Great great uh, sports. Cool sports. And yeah. uh, I guess now it's time to move on to our. our. Say gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> markout moment of the week. That is right. Our markout moment of the week. I absolutely have to take it, and it's, it is non wrestling related, but at the Knicks game on Saturday, last Saturday, obviously not today because you're listening to this hopefully on today, but, uh, I guess they do a thing. I don't know if it's during halftime or whatever. Do they have a halftime in wrestling? I mean, in uh, <laughs> in basketball. I don't know. Yeah, they have a halftime. Well, they. I don't, have I don't know if it was. I don't know if it quarters. was like. Yeah, I don't know if it was like. Yeah, it was definitely. It was between one of the quarters, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have a halftime. It's the halftime mark. 
Yeah. So, so I don't know if it was like halftime or or uh, between a quarter. Between a quarter. Yeah. That uh, they they brought the, some guy out onto the court to uh, shoot a basket, and like different different lines and whatever, and different kind of shots where the more you make the shots, the higher the money you get. So the first shot was a layup and he got $10 for making it. And then like the next one was, let's say like the foul line. If that, is that a thing? Is that a shot? That it is. I think it was for like a hundred bucks. He missed that. And the next one might've been for like a thousand bucks or something. Missed that. Then it was a half court shot, a shot from half court or whatever for $10,000. I shit you not. The dude made the shot. Made the shot, Madison Square Garden. It was like, it was like almost the deadest I've ever heard it at Madison Square Garden. Like even during the national anthem, people were like, "Yeah, like woo." Like I've never heard it that low at Madison Square Garden before. So morale, I guess, was very low with Knicks fans. And that dude made the half court shot, and everyone erupted. It was one of the loudest things I've ever heard at Madison Square Garden before. As soon as he made it. I shot up out of my seat and screamed, yes! I, I cheered, and I swear to God, I have not done that since 2002 when Shawn Michaels beat Triple H at SummerSlam. I, I can't remember any time doing that at like a wrestling show recently where I stand up and, yes! And chant and scream. That was probably the coolest thing that I've ever seen at a basketball game. Just kidding, it's only my first basketball game, but... That's awesome, though. That was, like, the coolest thing, though, that I could have seen that night, though. It was fantastic. Yeah. That was such a cool thing. Very awesome, very awesome. Yeah. All right, well, that is our episode, what episode? What? 213. We're not going back to those ones. Uh-uh. 213. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in and listening this week. It is much appreciated. Quick, uh, what is it? Brooke Danielle. <laughs> Bam. Got it. Been practicing that shit all week. Um, That's funny. Who are you, The Rock? Relax. Yeah, right? All right. So two, uh, 213 in the books. Thank you very much for the support. Go check us out on iTunes. Go subscribe. Go rate us. Um, go leave a comment on there. Why not? Uh, maybe we'll look at it. Uh, go to Stitcher Radio, subscribe, listen on there. Go to markandout.com. We can listen to all the past episodes there. Twitter.com slash markandout. Facebook.com slash markandout. You can go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. If you are a musician, if you have a music that you want to get out there, if you have an upcoming concert, please email us. Shoot us an email with your MP3. If you're at, also, I'm going to, oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you're a poet, also you could send us a clip of you reading your poetry and the beats that you want it to be read in and everything. And, uh, I say this because recently Cole Cabana released a Dennis Stamp poem that Dennis Stamp's actually reading himself. So you can check that out on YouTube. Yeah, so go check that out. And uh, yeah, if you want to read poetry, send us an MP3 of that too. Yeah. Uh, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. And that's all I got to say about that. So time for the finale. We wish you the